with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. No, not sexy, but real. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Well, it's not. It's going to be a rough one. Why is that? Because I'm hungover. Well, how's that any different? I've been good, man. <laughs> well, I had to get up early and go to the doctor. Yeah? Uh, Some wrong? No. Sleep. The, the snoring thing. Oh, okay. What are they doing for you on that? No, I've got a mouth guard. I bought yeah. a $35 mouth guard from Amazon, uh-huh. and that's what I sleep with in my mouth, and it's just as sexy as it sounds. You, that's ironic you bring that up. You know how I've been talking about for a couple of years now that I bite my tongue about once a week? Yeah, man. In, you in sent me a real gruesome picture of that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just gnarly. Just just wake myself up by somebody just wrote, chomping down. Yeah, somebody wrote us about why that was. I think it's because I have sleep apnea. If, it's, well, it's the only thing I could think of. But that's not that's not sleep apnea. Sleep apnea is not breathing. I know, but what I'm saying is I'm struggling to breathe. I got the apnea, and then like to to wake myself up out of it. I. Oh, know. so you don't die? You bite your tongue? Yeah. They've got to be connected. I'm going to let a doctor answer that. Yeah, keep in mind, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm going to tell you to go to a doctor Mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I did a show for uh, giraffes last night. This is the thing. Okay, it was a fundraiser for giraffes, which I didn't know giraffes were in trouble. Mm -hmm. But don't have it like it was downtown. Like, don't have an animal fundraiser on Skid Row. Were there any giraffes there? No, but oh, they were okay. at the zoo, and I guess one had a baby. But like, that, but don't like you got to walk over homeless people to give money to save giraffes. It's not building up. <laughs> it's not building up sympathy for your main cause. Like, oh, these poor giraffes. Meanwhile, these are tents filled with n- almost dead bodies. Yeah, for blocks. But oh, giraffes and, and pangolins. What exactly? I didn't know what a pangolin was. It looks like a. It's like a more fortified armadillo. Wow. Yeah. They're already pretty fortified. Yeah, but this is like the whole thing is scales. Which, and again, if you're a fully armored animal and you're still endangered, maybe you're not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. If everything in your life is like, I'm covered in armor for defense and you're still dying, maybe it's a bad model. Like, why is, why is every model? You know, they change car models. Some of them don't take. Yeah. That's, that's being insensitive. They're pretty cool looking animals. What's yeah. wrong with giraffes? Outside of the the fact that they're an abomination to what an animal should look like, uh-huh. I don't know. Hmm. That's, who's pointed out? Was it a Domian? Was there a Kurt Brown? He's like, it's all neck. Like it's the most vulnerable part. Yeah, is a neck, and this thing's all neck. Again, of course you're endangered. You're not a good animal. <laughs> you're not built for survival. Alligators, they've been around forever because they're good. An- they're a mm-hmm. well built animal. Yeah, you know. You see that clip on uh, Planet Earth two. Where the the lions are trying to attack a giraffe, and they're they're like they're hunting it and they're chasing it, and then they they chase it into another herd of lions, and one of them's waiting on it, and yeah. as the giraffe runs by, he tries to jump up and like he catches like ten feet of air, and then the giraffe just like no thanks and just really? splat like just like hits the ground hard, and the giraffe just big goofy legs just keeps running. Maybe that's it. Maybe that maybe the altitude is what keeps them safe. Yeah, but I I don't know. I'm just. 
I don't know. I know that was a, that was a joke that did not go over well with the giraffe loving crowd either. Mm-hmm. It was like maybe don't have it around all these homeless human beings. Yeah. And they're like, well, oh, that's a great point. They're uh, the animal lovers. They're, hmm. they're a special kind. Well, didn't you do a show on a gondola too this weekend? Yeah, I take, uh, What's I take a lot of weird gigs, man. You got to learn to say no. <laughs> I got to just got to start being a comedy store guy. I got to <laughs> stop going to Long Beach and do shows on boats. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that was that. No, that's a fun one. Derek Brown uh, is a gondolier. Mm-hmm. He's on there, and he does a fun. Uh, you know, he tells people a little bit of the history of uh, the Long Beach canals. You know that rich and inviting history of the Long Beach canals, and uh, it's just rich people's houses. Yeah, like you got like one guy's got Warhol. I'm assuming they're Warhols. Like, why would you have a giant house and have fake Warhols in there? Hmm. But he's got the soup cans. Oh yeah, and just in there just to see it, which I was like, I guess. Do you brag if you have art? You probably bought that at Hot Topic. I'm honestly, you could have. Yeah. Maybe it's just a McMansion. <laughs> we want to put those up there. Mm. So you got into I it last it, night, though. Uh, huh? Yeah, and then I, then we went over to um, over to Birds there in Franklin. What was she drinking? Got tore up. Mm. There's beer, and then some lady was giving us whiskey, and then I just get I just got into it. I still mix my liquor like a real juvenile. That never bothers me. Like I only mm. make, if I mix liquor, I only do. Whiskey and or beer, like I'm not doing like crazy, yeah. crazy I'm stuff. Not, it's not bad shape. I just it was, you know, I'm not like oh boy, I'm, I'm like I just drank booze last night, yeah. and then I get up and go get my sleep apnea results. How's uh, how's it? Then I just house two uh, two impossible whoppers, and so yeah, I don't feel great, <laughs> dude. That's a lot. Two whoppers, impossible or not? That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of. I'll sandwich. show you what's impossible. Yeah, only two of them. Huh. Pretty possible. Yeah, I don't even do that. Just get the double. Get double the beef. You don't I don't add, like don't, double burgers. Then it's no? just too much. It does, it's not, it doesn't balance with the ingredients. Because if it's just a, like the burger, like then the tomatoes are right, the cheese is right, but then two patties, but then you got one slice of cheese, and like the, they're only trying to accommodate one patty. Well, they got to put two you, slices of cheese. Yeah, you overloaded it with the, with the meat or non-meat choice. It doesn't taste good. Speaking of which, have you seen? Speaking of which. Speaking of multiple patties, speaking of two witches, Jack in the Box, the abomination that that hellhole is. J and the B. They have, they have the new Jack in the Box chicken sandwich. <laughs> Something I wouldn't serve to a fucking prisoner. <laughs> Your personal offense God. at chicken sandwiches. I hate Jack in the Box with a passion. It's absolute dog food. But they got this new chicken sandwich, and they, you could get the double, you could get the triple. You can even get the quadruple. They have a four patty chicken sandwich. They'll just give you what you want. It's, if it you looks pay gross. anybody twenty bucks, they'll just make anything. Like it looks like a cartoon. Like it just boop, 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 boop. just four it's a chicken patty, stupid or chicken quote chick, unquote breast chicken. Well, yeah, a fried chicken patty. I'm sure it's that particle board yeah. scrap bullshit cafeteria chicken. Mm. Well, yeah, stop right. eating at Jack in the Box, people. It's, you need it at no. three a.m. There's other options. Before I knew Del Taco it was open 24 hours, that was Jack in the Box was my Whoa. spot. God. It's trash. It is garbage. It is garbage. Um, so don't eat there. We're not sponsored by Jack in the Box this week, are we? No, thank God. All right. I'm not going to take their money. <laughs> Who are we sponsored? We're still sponsored by Mack Weldon somehow, and that stuff sucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Phil, don't worry. We won't, we won't do that on the TV show. <laughs> uh, uh Anyway, so that was that was what uh, that's what I did this weekend. I went on a boat, yeah, and then I went to a 
brewery downtown to help giraffes. Well, and, aren't you uh, just the humanitarian? I huh? do it for you, you know. Well, that doesn't that doesn't make sense. You're not a humanitarian. You're a giraffetarian. That's oh, true. That's yeah. What if you're just support animals? It's mm. not a philanthropist. Yeah. yeah. But and, you know, scrub some of the guilt off doing shows that yeah are supposed to help. That's good. Other things. Yeah. Scrub some of the scumbag off for, mm-hmm. for a night. Yeah. And then Friday. Oh, I made food, Dave. You did. I made a shrimp dish. No. Yeah. Ingredients and everything. Cooked it in a pan. <laughs> ingredients and everything. Yeah. This time I put ingredients in well, there. Well, you know, I don't cook. I, <laughs> I made, I'm like, I'm making a thing. I told Red, I'm, like, I'm going to make a thing. And I made, it was a Portuguese shrimp dish because mm-hmm. it was the second re- shrimp recipe I saw okay. on Google. And I was like, I'll make that. Yeah. And it was uh, not good. No? no? Why not? I cooked everything too long. I cooked the shrimps were sh- cooked correctly. Really? But I think I let the stuff. It was easy, like onion, garlic. Uh-huh. Now I'm turning to you. Get yourself, get you some onion. <laughs> uh, but it did, I followed all the instructions the right way. Uh, and, but it was just, I, I don't know if I let it simmer too. Like, can you simmer the flavor out of stuff? No. Then I don't know what I did wrong. I, me- I measured everything. Mm-hmm. I did everything right. I, all I did was I substituted uh, fresh parsley for dried parsley flakes. Mm-hmm. And it said, like, it wanted a hot sauce. But it was Portuguese shrimp. I got Portuguese hot sauce. I put that in there instead mm-hmm. of, like, a Frank's or what have you. What other spices, seasonings? Uh, paprika. Mm-hmm. Did you test and adjust as you go? No. Hey, there's your problem. You gotta. You can't just. I was reading the, the uh, recipe. Yeah, I know, but those are more guidelines. And when when it's science, so like it's things fluctuate. I should. It needed more flavor. You gotta. You gotta test it and adjust as you as you're going along. All right. I mean, it was all so. cooked, right? and then it, it called for a can of ale. Can of ale. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck, ale? I got Coors Light in here. <laughs> but I went. I got no. I got fat. I got fat tire because it was a white ale, so yeah. I put that in there. Yeah, I like fat tire. Yeah, so it was all right. And then, uh, but it was just like, it was just, again, I'd buy two pounds of shrimps, 40 bucks. Yeah. yeah. What, what size you get? You get the 26, 30 count? You get the 21, 24 count? Of what? The shrimp. It's different sizes. I got to buy pound. Yeah. Got but, I, but there's sizes of shrimp. That's the size? Is yeah. It 24? Well, the, the how many you get per pound. Because they're little big shrimps. So those are like 30 to 40 count. You get 30. Oh, you know, I don't, yeah, pound. I don't know. They were and like, they were shrimp. like the good, like, they were cleaned allegedly, mm-hmm. but then you still see the poop the, shoot. Yeah. yeah, and that would put me off sometimes. I I normally I don't worry about it, but then once you're made aware of it, you're like, ah. Here's the problem. So Pe- some dickheads got to ruin shrimp. You know, it's the poop. Like, yeah, I knew that, but I was gonna eat it, and now you just got to ruin my meal. I don't mind shrimp poop. <laughs> got to think about what the <laughs> think about what the shrimp's diet. All right. Yeah. He's just this. It's not like eating an, a mammal's poop. I know. I feel the same way. It's not mm-hmm. like you're going to find, you know, cigarette butts <laughs> and stuff in it. But it's still just the idea that once somebody pointed it out, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. I made a delicious seafood dish myself this weekend, Kyle. It. That looked good. Seafood gumbo, baby. That looked good. Oh, I love gumbo. What was in there? Crab claw? Crab claws, crab meat, shrimp. So did you buy a whole crab? Uh, no. Bought crab claws. But you can buy crab claws, just a pack of crab claws at Whole Foods, and then you buy the little... Give me a pack of crab claws. <laughs> little can. <laughs> you can just get crab claws? Yeah, you get crab claws. And That's then you the get least to... exciting part of the crab. Well, oh, I, guess, no, I mean, I guess it's... if you're going to sell all of it. Yeah. 
And the way these came, they they kind of cut the top off, so the big chunk of crab meat so was exposed. And then you had and the. And what do you claw. do? You pull off the thumb, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. That's the what with the jointed one. Yeah, the uh-huh. thumb. Yeah, and you get that bit. Yeah, I had the crab claws, crab meat, uh, shrimp. I got uh, little neck clams and scallops. I don't. I'm not. I'm still not sure if uh, scallops and little neck clams constitute. I don't know if that's a Gulf Coast uh, seafood. You know. I don't know if it's technically something that would go in a Cajun gumbo, but uh, yeah. hey, what do I care? It was delicious. It looked good. It was really it looked good. good. I cooked that shit. Do you for put a filter on it when you take pictures of it? You do all that natural. I think light. that, no. I think most of the time with food, I, I don't do a filter. Um, that I, way you can really see what's going on. I just got a text here that says, hello, sir. How are you doing today? This is Jerry from Online U.S. Pharmacy. We just let you know about your medication. We are with 50%. So if you say, can I tell you the prices? Anyway, that's number uh, 680-214-0925. If anybody wants to get a hold of Jerry at U.S. Online Pharmacy. You buying online meds? I'm not, but they have my number. So give him a call back or text, Uh everybody listening. 680-214-0925, because fuck whoever this is. Don't buy boner pills from him, though. Get those from Blue Chew. That's a sponsor. Yeah, don't go to Jerry, who texts you (laughs) unsolicited. You you tried those, right? What's that, the boner pills? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they work real well. (laughs) Did you wait for a romantic encounter? You just want to do a test run? Yeah, it's over doing the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fall after taking those. <laughs> that you shouldn't do that because that's like a blood thing. Yeah, you're gonna I know. pass out with a boner on those stairs. I have a heart attack. Yeah, you're gonna die walking steps with a heart oh. on. Man, I said, don't do that. You're not supposed to. Well, yeah. I guess I can't say you're not supposed to do activities. You're supposed to yeah. hope with them. Don't worry about my boner. Um, I, won't, I was just curious. <laughs> <laughs> that's a testimonial. You tried them; they work. Yeah. So, yeah, man, give me it's good times. Hey, uh, Thursday night. Went to see Tyler Childers at the Will Turn. Mm-hmm. Wonderful show. Dude's a badass. If you're remotely into like country or alt country, that kind of stuff, check out Tyler Childers. Really good stuff. Uh, took a lift over there, uh, Katie and I. So, uh, went on a little, little date. We don't, we don't, I don't date my girlfriend enough. We don't, we, don't, we don't go on dates. No, but I get it. Like, you you know? Know, like Yeah, it's like, well, what do you want to do tonight? Let's watch TV. Yeah. Or something. yeah. So I got a lift. And uh, we're, we're going to have some, uh, went and had some Korean food before the show. So always good to load up on Korean food before you go to a giant concert. <laughs> uh, went to Dong Tu Jang. Uh, that, that, was the, that was a Korean spot in Koreatown. It was featured on uh, um, Parts Unknown, Anthony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this one's been on TV. It's probably good. That's my vetting system for it restaurants. Is, I mean. Uh, but it was great. Although the. <laughs> Anytime I go to a place, I'm like, this place is good. And then you see Guy Fieri's face. In the corner, yeah. Yeah. The uh, the staff was a bit rude. Uh, I'm not going to do their accents or anything. Yeah, smart but, uh, you know, <laughs> I just got the feeling they didn't want us there. But you know, our money's green. Anyway, taking the lift over to the restaurant, having having a great evening. Katie and I getting ready. He's like, "Yeah, we're going on a date. We haven't been on a date in a while. Let's go yeah. out and have fun." And uh, got yeah. a lift. And cranked uh, up on blue cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking to the driver, real nice guy, Armenian fella. I'm not going to do his accent either. And uh, real, real, real pleasant guy, uh, for real. Unlike the, uh, the sarcasm that was with the Korean ladies, uh, nice guy. Just, so you're gonna be like, unlike what you normally think about yeah. Armenians. I'm like, you may as well just do the accent at this point if you're gonna be racist. No, no, nice, nice guy, and it didn't even have a white BMW. Um, but uh, we're talking. I'm never gonna get on Saturday. And my picture, uh, my my uh, my picture on the lift is my old 
in driver photo, and they're all the same. They all have the same background. So a lot of times when I take Lyft, the drivers will see that picture, and they'll uh, see the familiar background, and they'll go, hey, did you used to drive for Lyft? Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, it's a brotherhood. And uh, we're talking, make it small talk, and just, just you know, back and forth and start talking about some crazy Lyft stories. And the one that he, he brought up, he's like, yeah, I've been <clears> – <throat> not going to do the accent. Uh, I've been dri- – <laughs> Almost. Oh, you oh, almost got – Almost slipped out. It's fun to do accents. He says, I've been, totally I've been driving fun. for four years, and uh, he goes, my biggest fear, and he goes, fortunately, it hasn't happened yet, is uh, my, big, my biggest fear is someone throwing up in my car. And I go, oh, yeah, I know what you mean. I had a couple close calls back when I was driving Lyft. That was my biggest fear, too. You don't want somebody throwing up in your car. And we're chit-chatting and blah, blah, blah. And uh, out of nowhere, Katie hadn't said a word. She puked. Thank God she opened the door. I saw it. Here's the thing. Completely caught me off guard because not once the whole night did she say, oh, I don't, I'm feeling kind of weird. Yeah. Out of the blue. I see her doing a thing. And I'm thinking she's trying to hold in a sneeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like tilting her head back, and she's got this funny look. And I'm like, oh, she's about to sneeze. And I do the little trick where you press your upper lip. If you don't want to sneeze, press your upper lip real hard, and you won't sneeze. If you want to sneeze, look at a light, and that'll push you over. Yeah. Oh, Dr. Uh, Dave yeah, with yeah. some good advice. There you go. <laughs> Welcome to Sneeze Talk. Take motor pills. Climb some stairs. <laughs> look at the sun if you want to sneeze. But out of nowhere, she just opens the door and pukes. Were you moving? We're, we're, she got motion sickness. But like we were, we were stuck door. in traffic. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, we were like, stopped. Okay, good. We're like really creeping, if at all. Rolling out of the car. But just completely caught me and the driver off guard, and like, like I said, not a hint of anything. Not a hey, I don't feel good, or just. And she got, she gets motion sickness real bad, and just, just a impromptu vomit. That's because well, if you barf, if you barf from drinking, it's like, oh, I don't, I, I, yeah. I kind of like. Yep, I'm going to be sick. Yeah, this wasn't that. But she doesn't get, drink. Yeah, but getting sick from or throwing up from being just sick or something like that's where I've had like, I guess I'm throwing up. Like it catches you by surprise. I'm like, oh, I'm not, I haven't drank so because mm-hmm. I don't throw up regularly. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah. Now, did she make it to the concert after that? Yeah. We, I, the uh, dude stopped off at uh, 7 Eleven. We got some wet naps and some, some <laughs> coconut water. We, 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 I nursed her back to health and we kept going. Then we ate a big Korean meal. So I don't know if that a favor from when uh, she had to nurse you back to health. Yeah, when, what was that? When, when didn't you get heat stroke? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we told that last time. From yeah. the humps. Yeah, yeah. That was that was on the Q and A. That's uh, that's exclusive content, guys. Yeah, sorry, you don't get that story uh, unless you give us four dollars a month. <laughs> but yeah, uh, other than the uh, the unscheduled vomit, we had a great night. Good Korean meal. Had the kimchi fried rice. You Boy. get sick of kimchi real quick. Oh, I don't. I love kimchi. When I was in Korea. Oh, they, they, I, 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 I like. I think it's got to be like a kudzu over there or something. Like yeah. they got so much of it. They're like, eat more. We can't stop <laughs> growing this. Because everything came with so much. You'd love. It. I mean, yeah. the food was great, but I you sit down that. and you get your meal, mm-hmm. and then it's like. Moons around the, a planet, you get like nine other dishes. Yeah, around. what do they call that? The banchoy. Uh, I don't know the name. I just know it's mostly kimchi. But like, yeah, the, the that's the general term for all those little pickled appetizers. Oh, okay, the yeah. cucumbers and the kimchi and the and the bean sprouts and all that shit. It's like yeah, I like and I, you know I like I'm a clean plate club guy. Mm-hmm. But after a couple of days, I'm like, stop, don't no little plates. Yeah, I can't have any more <laughs> smelly sprouts. Yeah. 
Oh, That's man. good food, man. Yeah, dude, I love Korean food. Very underrated. Very Go underrated get yourself stuff. some Korean barbecue. Who was it? Uh, I just read something that Ali Wong put on uh, just about a guide to Asian restaurants. Mm-hmm. I guess it's from her book. But it was, uh, I'll find, let me find it. It was funny. Sure, Ali Wong. I like Ali Wong. Mm-hmm. Uh, Asian restaurant. <laughs> I thought you were going to Google Asian <laughs> no, comedian. Asian Ali Wong. Asian comedian. Yeah, there she is. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, here, it's, it's a guide to different Asian restaurants. So if it's Vietnamese food, good signs, opens at 7 a.m., closes at 8 p.m. The back of the menu features advertisements for local dentists, lawyers, and real estate agents. All the employees wear open-toed shoes. <laughs> like stuff like that. Waiters have long fingernails that may touch your food, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like the bad signs, the waiters are white. They take American Express. They serve chicken breasts. <laughs> yeah, they have funny names. Like, and so she does that for Chinese, Japanese, Korean stuff. And the Korean one, like, good sign is that they're they're like rude. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is a great restaurant then. <laughs> uh, Dude, I tried to go get some uh, new barbecue yesterday. Where'd you go? It's a new place in town that I'm very excited to visit called uh, Moose Craft. I saw that name and somewhere. They, Where's they, that at? They do a pop-up. Uh, their regular pop-up is Sundays. They're only open on Sunday. Occasionally, they'll do like another Saturday pop-up like in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. But I've been trying to get down there, and I realized, oh, they're only open on Sunday. And it's way – it's downtown, but it's – do you know they're what I'm – They're only open on Sunday. Yeah, they they're only show up on Sundays. If you heard of oh, uh, Smorgasburg, do you know what that is? Smorgasburg? Smorgasburg? It's called Smorgasburg. I'm never going to say that word. It's right. like an outdoor food court. They have like I've, 70. I've never been, but I've heard of it, yeah. Ditto. Never been. I've heard great things. Well, it's in Smorgasburg, and you got to park. You know, it's way down on uh, Alameda or something, and you got to park in this huge garage, and then you got to walk all the way around. And mm-hmm. it's, 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 there's the Smorgasburg, but it's, there's also like this big, like, it's called the road. It like it's like a, a, a <laughs> Swedish suburb. <laughs> but there's also this big, uh, just real yuppie shopping center called the Row, like, you know, little boutique, 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 <laughs> boutique uh, clothes shops and stuff. Anyway, so I had to, it's like a giant warehouse. So I had to walk all the way around this place. I'm like walking for like 10 minutes. I'm lost. I'm trying to find this smorgasburg. And uh, sure enough, big old sign. Every Saturday, Sunday, closed October 20th. <laughs> <sighs> Wasn't meant to be. Got barbecue blue balls. <laughs> it's really a bummer, man. Got triple B. Yeah, I was ready. I was ready for some Q. And uh, instead, I just got some cardio by walking around. That's good for you. Need that. Um, <clears throat> to get to more subject matter, mm-hmm. uh, the army is working with uh, Blink One Eighty Two's guy. For, <laughs> I heard about aliens. that. I heard about that. Honestly, okay, yeah, weird enough source, but mm-hmm. oh, you got a bunch of money and you want to look for aliens? Please do. I Tom love that DeLong. he's doing it. I love that he's putting all this energy into it. I'm glad somebody is. Nobody liked your voice anyway. They liked the other guy. Mm-hmm. So now they got. Were you ever into them? I, you know, they were kind of a bit too shiny, for, too and too whiny. Yeah, that, yeah. It, it was it was vocal. Even huh? like I like all that music is that's my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. But the Blink One Eighty Two is very like. Um, I can't, I'm not going to sing along with like. It's like for twelve year olds. Yeah, like Poo and Pee songs. Yeah. Anyway, Poo and Pee singer was now. 
going to be the guy to prove aliens with the help of the army now. Uh, anyway, this is a popular mechanics article. So, to the Stars Academy of Arts and Science will work with the army to characterize technology under the organization's control and then use the tech to improve military vehicles. So I guess they're just trying to look at the footage, that Navy footage, and guess what it could be to then, uh, I guess, reverse engineer stuff for the army because that's... Yes, the military needs alien capabilities. Why use it for anything good? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so that's the thing I read. That's more go. on topic for our stuff. I have a uh, correction from last week. Oh, we got something wrong? Yeah, Can't well, you it. caught it uh, mid-episode. <laughs> I can't believe we screwed uh, up a fact. I said that Alexander Hamilton saw a UFO in 1897. Uh, a different one. one of our founding fathers. No, it's just a different Alexander Hamilton. Either that or he saw it when he was 140 years old. (laughs) So, sorry about that. I mean, I know when the founding fathers were around. Maybe that's your your reward of living long enough. Aliens are like, you made it. Come with (laughs) us. Should we get into this week's topic, man? Let's give it a shot. I got a good one today. Oh, uh, yeah? I I thought we'd kind uh, kind of ease into the Halloween season that is uh upon us now what about a week and a half away from I'm, just, I got I'm laughing at the fact that I'm on the popular mechanics website popular mechanics yeah I was think when I think of popular mechanics I just think of like some greasy dudes like you know posing and they got all their girlfriends yeah who's the, who's the most famous but it's like all this stuff is like army could make armor based on pearls and lego yeah <laughs> I guess that's I start paying more, more attention to popular mechanics. If it's so popular, how come I haven't heard about mm-hmm. it? Anyway, sorry I cut you off for a joke that didn't go well. That's all right, all buddy. Right. I appreciate the effort. Uh, let's talk about the Wendigo. I think we have mentioned the Wendigo in the past, but we haven't really. Shadrach, poop that went to go. <laughs> that that's a Beastie Boys lyric. Yeah, it's also the guys that uh, uh, they're not they're not the ones that got swallowed by the whale. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are three brothers from the Bible. They did something. Is it? Yeah, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Jonah got eaten by the whale. Yeah. I forgot what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did, but they up. did something because I remember those goofy names from Sunday school. Back wow, when was, yeah, I do not have any. Back when I was a churchgoer. Anyway, the Wendigo. Into a furnace. By yes. Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got thrown into a furnace. That's King what it of was. Babylon, because they refused and, to bow down to the king's image. Oh, yeah, dude. One or some of them survived. Did somebody survive the furnace? Uh, uh, there's a lot to read. Well, even though their names rhyme, they have nothing to do with the Wendigo. Um, as the tale goes, Kyle, the Wendigo was once a human man. He was a lost hunter out in the brutally cold winter many, many years ago. Where? Uh, somewhere probably up in Canada. The, wind, oh, the so, Wendigo... The Wendigo... Probably uh, in Canada. Well, I, I, the, the, <laughs> the origin story. Fact-based yeah, tale. Yeah, yeah. Probably Canada. <laughs> because the Wendigo has been spotted in Canada and Minnesota and Michigan around the Great Lakes areas mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's that's kind of his turf. But uh, many, many moons ago, during a brutally cold winter, 
All right, this man, he was a hunter, and uh, he got lost, and he was freezing, and he was starving to death, and his intense hunger drove him to cannibalism. Now, I don't know who he cannibalized, but he ate somebody. Why didn't, he, why didn't he just hunt? Well, I, I mean, obviously. He's that, a hunter. Well, I, it obviously wasn't going well. He's a shitty hunter. Yeah. You've got to eat another guy. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm sure he was aware of all that, but he did what he had to do. <laughs> so after feasting, <laughs> so he, he found somebody. A, a murderer. Yeah. So he, he cannibalized some poor soul. And after feasting on another human's flesh, he transformed into a crazed man beast. Uh, and then he just started roaming the forest in search of more people to eat, because see the the the, the Wendigo he's he's just he's never satisfied. He's just just insatiable hunger for human flesh it's and like Chinese uh, food. Hungry, yeah, <laughs> and he comes comes from um, Algonquin Native American folklore. Uh, the exact details vary depending on who you ask. Some people have claimed to encounter the beast. They say he's. Some people think it's a Bigfoot. Some people think it's a werewolf. But uh, no, it's its own thing. And uh, one of them, he's a cold weather creature. And uh, like I said, most sightings been recorded in, in Canada as well as uh, you know Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, areas like that. And uh, at the turn of the 20th century, the Algonquin tribes blamed many unsolved disappearances on people uh, being victims of the Wendigo. So, uh, but there's only one. No, no, there's 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 several apparently. So. Well, there's been several um, sightings over the last. There haven't been many sightings in the last fifty years or so, but uh, early night, late 1800s, early 1900s, there's a lot of a lot of sightings up around that area, and it's um, reports descriptions vary, but one of the common uh, characteristics is he's super tall. Some people say he's up to 15 feet tall. That's one and a half basketball goals if you're, if you're measuring that way. That's a, that's a tall. So he grew. Yeah. He ate people and grew. I guess, yeah, yeah. His bones got bigger. His it, well, his bones got bigger, but then he he's super skinny, super long limbs, long arms, long legs. Uh, some have reported that the dude's got antlers, like deer antlers, coming out of his head. And uh, oh man, he's he's quite the looker. <laughs> uh, he's got uh, some. Most people who've seen him report characteristics of a human. Um, others think he's a spirit that has possessed a human being and made them become uh, monstrous. Um, it's a, he's historically associated with cannibalism, murder, insatiable greed, and cultural taboos. And uh, insatiable yeah. greed. Yeah. And, well, the the folklore is that uh, they think like a lot of these creatures, you know, that they're, that they're made he's up wealthy to kind of creature <laughs> to kind of you know they give them bad characteristics to kind of uh, teach children like hey yeah. don't be too greedy or gluttonous or envious and the Wendigo is going to get you. And uh, different spellings of the name, uh, but yeah, pronounced Wendigo. Uh, some in the past, Native Americans have pronounced it Wittigo, uh, Wittigo. Anyway, they all roughly translate to the evil spirit that devours mankind. And uh, yeah, cannibalistic uh, supernatural being, uh, strongly associated with winter months. And uh, like Northern American winter and coldness and famine and starvation. So they say he only comes out like around, you know, November, December, What's January. What's he doing in the summertime? He's probably hibernating. Beach vacation. Yeah. Kind of the opposite of a bear. Just a <laughs> He's down in Florida. 15-foot tall antler dude <laughs> down in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Spring breaking. <clears throat> well, I'm reading that the 
creature lends its name to the controversial modern medical term, Wendigo psychosis. Yeah, I was going to get to that. That's a real thing, by All the right. way. Wendigo psychosis, real thing. That's basically just the uh, the human desire to eat human flesh, the human desire to be a cannibal. And apparently that, uh, yeah. What is... To imagine. Cannibalism. A whole other can of worms. We've, yeah, we've gone over this. Mm-hmm. What was your... Would you do it? Oh, human flesh? Yeah. I mean, if like if... If it was life or death? Ethically sourced from a guy like Hampus. It's oh. from me. <laughs> it's from... Oh, it's just like... Yeah, it was like, a guy in Germany got like in trouble because there, there was like a mutual. A guy's like, yeah, I will give you some of my... like. <clears throat> and he's like filleting off some of his leg meat. Huh. Depends on how you prepare it. Like, do you smoke it like a pork shoulder? Is, there, is it a casserole? You know? All right, you're going to get like five different versions of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't want to eat it like sashimi style. No. You know, but well, that's, you, you bury it in mayonnaise and egg of, noodles. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of the situation you get stuck in when you're a cannibal. There's not a lot of prep time. <laughs> that, was a, that was the biggest problem with that movie, Alive, is that yeah. there was no condiments uh-huh. on that plane. Yeah. Like, we got to oh, eat raw. Mm. I, there was a guy, I saw some documentary, the guy was like, <clears throat> he was like taking out with a syringe like fat, fatty tissue and made it into meatballs. And had a dinner party and mm. served that. Is that uh, Hannibal? Hannibal the Cannibal? No, it was like it was a, a guy. It was, oh, it was a documentary. Guy was, yeah, the guy awesome. just saw the guy and he saw these people. He knew uh, what they were doing. Uh, like, yeah, and some people were like, tried it. And some other people were like, getting kind of like put off. Yeah, I don't it. really have a desire. I'm an adventurous eater, but I got to draw the line somewhere. You know, unless it's a life or death situation. But that was my thing with eating meat is like, why, like, why, why, why do you have, why is there a difference between. Cows, pigs, chickens, and dogs and cats. Like, it, like, it, like in my head, mm-hmm. I don't think like I don't want to eat a dog. But then that's where I got to the point. Like, well, why do I want to eat a pig? Like, why? Why am I all of a sudden given this hierarchy of these animals? And also, I'm not going to judge like, oh, they eat dogs in other countries. Like, yeah, well, fine. We eat animals that they hold dear. Well, we've so, just chosen a handful of animals to domesticate and be pets and. Therefore, yeah. that changes how people look at it. Yeah. So, like, what the, but then why? No, I totally get. It. That's the best argument, you know, for vegetarianism. Like, it's like, yeah, why? Why is it okay to eat these? Eat animal. Eat all the animals. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that's so. Now I got to go eat a cat. No, I'm not saying you have to. I, I'm not saying like you should eat. But I'm saying if you're going to eat an animal, you can't judge somebody for eating a different kind of animal. Mm-hmm. If they're if they're uh, hunting it, being resourceful with the animal, then you, I, I don't understand why you, you get mad at like, oh, they eat uh, monkeys over here or mm. something. Like, well, mm. if, they're, if they were nice to the monkey up until the point that it was dinner time, what, I, I don't, you know. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what to tell you, dude. I'm not going to eat a dog or a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, dude. I ain't a dog or cat. All right, back to the Wendigo. Uh, the Ojibwa tribe, Native American tribe, uh, they say uh, there, there's some uh, scripture here that somebody found with this quote. Quote, it was a large creature as tall as a tree with a lipless mouth and jagged teeth. Its breath was a strange hiss. That doesn't really make sense. Its footprints full of blood, and it ate any man, woman, or child who'd ventured into its territory. And those were the lucky ones. Sometimes the Wendigo chose to possess a person instead, and then the luckless individual became a Wendigo himself, hunting down those 
who had once so who he had once loved and feasting upon their flesh. So that's what the uh, Ojibwa tribe think of the old Wendigo. Uh, unlike other terrifying carnivores, the Wendigo doesn't rely on pursuing his prey in order to capture and eat it. Rather, one of his traits is the ability to mimic human voices. He uses this skill to lure people in, draw them away from civilization. Once they're isolated in the desolate depths of the wilderness, he then feasts on them. I saw that used in a horror movie where it's like they were using somebody else's voice. Yeah, that's creepy. Or maybe it was Mission Impossible. I don't remember. <laughs> Doing something where they could like... I was watching Mission Impossible. Once you could have a realistic mask, the whole movie went out. Like, I'll buy all this other shit. Like, oh, you could just put on a mask and pretend to be... I've never president. seen any of the Mission Impossible movies. They're just fun for what they're, are they? they are. Yeah. Look at my Fast and Furious. Like, yeah, cool stuff. Never seen those. Just silly. Enough. So many action movies I haven't seen. But the but the mimicking the voices like that's creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, so what? So okay, you got to lure. You got to lure out the Wendigo. Mm-hmm. What seasoning do you put on your body to get them out? <sighs> How do you prepare yourself? Well, forget eating other human flesh. How would you make yourself the most delicious? To lure the Wendigo. I mean, I got to stick to my barbecue <laughs> roots and think that there's got to be wood smoke involved. Yeah, but you still got to be alive. You can't uh, smoke yourself. Eh, chop off a hand and smoke it. I don't know. Oh, you just put a bit out there? Well, and since he's Canadian, you know, I don't know if they if they make barbecue <laughs> with maple wood up there. But, uh, you know, maybe. maybe that makes sense. I don't know. This is a very un-Canadian creature. Yeah, it's true. He's not very polite. Oh, yeah, I'm going to eat you. <laughs> we can do those accents. See, why is it okay to do that accent? Yeah, I don't know. What kind of argument am I starting for myself here? <laughs> oh, I could do a Canadian accent, but every time I want to do my Japanese accent, somebody's got a problem with it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> According to legends, the Wendigo is created whenever a human resorts to cannibalism to survive. In the past, this occurred more often when Indians and settlers found themselves stranded in the bitter snows and ice of the North Woods. Sometimes stranded for days, any survivors might have felt compelled to cannibalize the dead in order to survive. Other versions of the legend cite the humans who displayed extreme greed, gluttony, and excess might also be possessed by a wendigo. Thus, the myth served as a method of encouraging cooperation and moderation, as many folklore creatures have done oh okay you better better behave or yeah, the use some teamwork yeah the the yucca man's gonna get you Can uh, imagine resorting to cannibalism and then just getting rescued like a half hour later oh <laughs> <laughs> man i just ate his whole hand dude you want to stop by denny's you're probably <laughs> starving no i'm good actually <laughs> well are you gonna talk about the the Wendigo psychosis? Yes. Because um, I'm reading a whole thing about that. The legend lends its name to the disputed modern medical term Wendigo psychosis, which is considered by some uh, psychiatrists to be a syndrome that creates an intense craving for human flesh and a fear of becoming a cannibal. Ironically, the psychosis is said to occur within people living around the Great Lakes of Canada and the United States. I don't know why that's ironic. Uh, <laughs> Wendigo psychosis yeah. usually... <laughs> I'd say, I'm just reading... Wendigo psychosis usually develops in the winter in individuals who are isolated by heavy snow for long periods. 
The initial symptoms are poor appetite, nausea, and vomiting. Subsequently, the individual develops a delusion of being transformed into a Wendigo monster. People who have uh, Wendigo psychosis increasingly see others around them as being edible. Not unlike the Seinfeld episode (laughs) when when Kramer bakes himself with butter and then spills parsley and Parmesan on him, and Newman wants to eat him. That's where they really started getting wacky at Seinfeld. Uh, I appreciate that. (laughs) Newman's chasing him around with a fork. Well, okay, it's a culture-bound syndrome. Now, this probably has to be its own episode, uh, or we could talk about some of these. it's like with like same thing within a culture or within a group of people, like you're saying, isolated, that it'll affect people. There's this whole list of culture bound uh oh, evil eye. I know that. The evil eye is a curse or legend believed to be cast by a malevolent glare, usually given to a person when they're unaware. Many cultures believe I went to prom with a Greek girl and her grandmother gave me the evil eye. That I swear like Grew up a lot of Greeks. Uh-huh. And they didn't like me. Really? I got a lot of evil eye stares. What about you? Didn't they, they like? Oh, it's just white trash. <laughs> <laughs> Taking this Greek princess out of my league. Yeah? Way out of my league. What was her last name? Does she have a Greek name? Uh, oh, yeah. Papa Nicholas. A lot of O's and U's. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was what I was like, like you want to go to prom? She's like, as friends? Yeah. I'm like, ah. As friends. Ugh. Like said yes and then put a stipulation on. Uh, yeah, I've, I've felt that one. Um, oh yeah, there's all kinds of. Here's a Korean one, Shin Byung. Self loss is the possession from a god that a chosen shaman goes through in the Korean shamanic tradition. It's uh, not that fun. But like the fact that like oh these are all just culture bound like. A, like an actual psychosis that you can get, like a mm-hmm. physical thing, like like this Wendigo, like oh, I want to eat people now. Mm-hmm. This is fascinating to me. This we might have to. You remember about uh, eight or ten years ago when bath salts started popping up and oh yeah, people were eating faces, eating faces and shit. Yeah, I do remember that. That's nuts. It happened down people, in Florida. People still do bath salts. Mm-hmm. Or did they get rid of the? I never understood how they did them. What do you? You smoke them like crack? You grind them up and snort them? What do you do? I don't know. Hmm. Who found that out? Yeah, I don't know. Let's talk about some actual documented cases of the Wendigo. Back in uh, 1878, when a Plains Cree trapper from Alberta named Swift Runner, <laughs> I love the Native American names, <clears throat> Swift Runner, yeah. he suffered one of the worst cases known. Swift Runner was a traitor. With the Hudson Bay Company, he was married and a father of six children. 1875, he served as a guide for the Northwest Mounted Police. Mm -hmm. During the winter of 78 to 79, Swift Runner and his family were starving, along with numerous other Cree families. Where are you reading this from? Uh, The Internet. His eldest son was citing some of these examples. (laughs) His eldest son was the first to die of starvation at some point. Uh, Swift Runner uh, succumbed to Wendigo psychosis. Um, though emergency food supplies were available at Hudson Bay Company just 25 miles away, he never attempted to travel there. Rather, he just killed the remaining members of his family and consumed them. He eventually confessed and was executed by authorities at Fort Saskatchewan. What's that? Is that a leaf blower? <laughs> I don't know. 
giving me well, psychosis. Well, air conditioning broke the oh, other really? day. It didn't broke. It just spit out a bunch of water. So hold on. Hold on. It, All right. You, 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 you want to just pause it? Keep reading the internet. All right. I'll read some more stuff. So yeah, that's uh, that's a uh, swift runner there. That was a fairly uh, well-known case back in the day. Another well-known case involving the Wendigo psychosis was that of Jack Fiddler. I don't know if that's a Native American name either, just a coincidence. Uh, he was a uh, member of the O.G. Cree tribe. He was actually the chief of the O.G. Cree. Did he eat people? Uh, I, I don't know if he did. Let's, let's get to this. He was also a medicine man known for his powers at defeating Wendigos. Fiddler claimed that he had defeated... I don't know, defeated, like at checkers or if he murdered them or what. 14 different Wendigos back in his time. Yeah, what is defeated? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But he defeated 14 Wendigos during his lifetime. Uh, some of those creatures were said to have been sent by enemy shamans and other members. What happens uh, if you eat a Wendigo? Oh, that's a good question. Maybe. Is that the true defeat? Yeah. Eat me? I eat you. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I lost my, my train. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, oh, place on the internet. <laughs> some of those creatures were said to have been sent by an enemy shaman. Others were members of his own tribe who had been taken with the insatiable, incurable desire to eat human flesh. In the latter case, Fiddler was usually uh, asked by family members to kill a very sick loved one before they turned Wendigo. So people, they would hire uh, old Fiddler like, hey, hey, my aunt's about to turn into a Wendigo. Can you just come over here and put her out of her misery? And uh, <laughs> Fiddler's own brother... Uh, Peter Flett, he was killed after turning into a Wendigo when the food ran out on a trading expedition. Hudson Bay's company traders... Uh, I think the, these are legal excuses. For yeah, her. that's true. Hey, we're out of food. I had to kill this guy. Uh, Hudson Bay Trading uh, Company, their traders, along with the Cree and the missionaries, they were well aware of the Wendigo legend, though they often explained it as mental illness or superstition. Uh, several in- incidents of people turning into Wendigos and eating human flesh are documented in the records of the Hudson Bay Trading Company. So in their in their filing cabinet, they've got employee files of people who just killed other people because they turned into Wendigos. What could that be? Probably leaf blow. I, I, That's it's always yard blow. work. It never stops. It's a little deeper register. It's, yeah, it's a it's a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything funnier than missionaries getting killed by people that try to convert? <laughs> I think that's just that's rich. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, well, like that dude that happened a few in, months ago. Yeah, if you believe in God, you'll be saved. Oh, like this, and they just. I mean, that happened. Well, like stab him. six months ago. Do yeah, you remember it was that? Some, it's some island in uh, South Pacific or something, but it's like it's like a protected inhabitant like these people live there and they've stayed this way you are not like you're forbidden to go there yeah and the guy was like yeah but jesus mm-hmm. and then went there and they killed him and it was like yes go fuck yourself mm-hmm. absolutely that is your end your time's up you dipshit that was great <laughs> i mean yeah whatever sad for his family or whatever they're just like yeah no of course you died absolutely <laughs> that's, that's how the world works uh, people still seeing Wendigos all over Canada, northern Ontario specifically. You should be able to at least slap a Jehovah's Witness if they come to your door. <laughs> In and around the town of Kenora, where it has allegedly been spotted by traders, trackers, and uh, trappers for many decades. Uh, many folks still believe that the Wendigo roams the woods and the prairies of northern Minnesota. And, uh, yeah, a lot of sightings. Um Where's the specific sighting I had written down here? It sounds oh, yeah. like they're trying to fly a plane. Yeah, it does. It's very annoying. 
It's more professional podcast. In uh, Cobalt, Ontario, Canada. Um, No, no, this is, I'm sorry, this is near St. Catharines, wherever that is. 1997, a trucker said he saw a Wendigo run across the street and into the woods near St. Catharines. That's pretty crazy. Now, let's talk about, uh, we we mentioned Wendigos briefly when we're talking about skinwalkers. There is a difference. They're very similar, but the difference between Wendigos and skinwalkers, uh, Wendigos are humans that have turned into monsters, usually after eating human flesh. Skinwalkers um, are like shamans or witches that turned in, Turn to the dark side, they and they shape shifted. Uh, also, Wendigos can't change their shape once they have transformed. Do you think just eating human flesh was such a problem they had to create this? Like, how many times do we have to tell you stop eating other people? I mean, we got the Donner Party. Monster. Yeah, I mean, look at the Donner Party, and but I mean, that's like last, worst case scenario. This seems like you guys are just recreationally eating each other. Oh, okay. <laughs> You think that's what's been going yeah, on? Yeah, you guys are just snacking on toes and stuff. Here. Uh, can't. That's rough. <clears throat> well, I don't know. I, I, I think, yeah, I guess if you got to put something in the world. I think it's scarier to think that people were going to just, were eating other people so often mm-hmm. that folklore had to be created to try and stop it. Well, and how long do you wait in that situation? You know, like. To eat somebody? You and I are camping. Yeah, we're way added another one. We're way out in the middle of nowhere. You know, you die. I haven't eaten in three or four days. How long? How long do I have to wait? Wait, you or a person? <laughs> a person. All right. <laughs> you, I don't think I'd be dead yet. That's my biggest fear: is starving. To Get death. off my leg. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, like it's dark, but like the physical act of uh, starving try- to death. I'm not trying to be mean, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you got a, about a week on you right now. No, I know. You, got, I, you well, bought some time. Well, <laughs> I know that's a ridiculous thing for a fat guy to worry about. But, like, it could happen. Like, you think about it. You, you take a 500-pound dude, and you drop mm-hmm. him on a deserted island with no food or water. Like, after 30 days, 40 days, whatever it is, he's going to starve to death. But he's not going to whittle down to, like, a buck 30. If he starts out at 500 pounds, yeah, no, 30 days, still, no food, he'll get down to like not, 290. You're just using fats. It's not going yeah. to have all the nutrients you, you need yeah. to live. So Although the, I don't know what the – what like I wonder if there's a chart of how long – how fat you have to be versus how long you'll live without food. Yeah. That's – I would like to know that. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know, man. But what – have you tried other like are you just sitting there waiting to eat me or like are you starting fires and I mean crying for help <laughs> I mean I would you exhaust with a napkin tucked into your shirt and a fork <laughs> and knife in your hand How about now? Can you cool down? Get some hot sauce. <laughs> I probably would do. You're, okay, all right. If you got to eat a okay, we're starving, and you uh-huh. do have hot sauce. Do you just eat the hot sauce to see if that gets you through another day, or do you that use it exclusively as a condiment on the human yeah. flesh? I think I think you got to go <laughs> sauce heavy when, when you're eating a person. So you would just try like, oh, I, I, that's the the shittiest part is mm-hmm. you eat all the seasonings mm-hmm. to try and stay alive, and then you have to eat human flesh, yeah. and it's bland on top of it. You're yeah. Like I could have just. Made a nice dish. You know what? I probably, I probably uh, some some ribs, some smoked ribs, with a good rub. If I got, do I have access to seasonings in this scenario? Are you just said if you're stranded, probably mm. not. Yeah, we'll go camping though. I, I I usually cook when I camp, so I bring some stuff. Let's see. Let's say like a yeah, okay, like car accident in the middle of nowhere. 
So you got a car. You got cars worth of items. In my head, camping. I'm like, you got a backpack. How much? Got little salt packets. There's salt packets in my car. I got a hot sauce in my backpack. I'm Mm -hmm. like Beyonce. Yeah, you are. You're like Hillary Clinton. (laughs) Nobody believed her when she said that. What'd she say? Hillary, all playing off of Beyonce's quote, Hillary Clinton courting the black vote said, "I keep hot sauce in my purse too." Sure you do, Hillary. Uh, yeah, I don't know how long you gotta. That's up to you. That's your discretion. I don't think there's a. No, in all honesty, you're a hungry boy, Dave. I could see you getting in there. In all seriousness, <laughs> I would probably turn you into a gumbo. I'd, I'd be honored. Stew, stew that meat. I'd be honored. Slow cooked, low and slow. Low and slow. Let that <laughs> let that gumbo roll for twelve, sixteen hours. Little, little, little Once bits again. of Kyle in there. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? I don't know if I made this joke or if I, I think I was like, or I don't know if I saw it somewhere. Like if you just go by people in a hot tub and just start dumping carrots and onions in it. <laughs> <laughs> Got a mirror, mirror a chef's hat. Using <laughs> an oar to stir it up. <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. I think, um, have you ever butchered meat? Uh, no. I wonder if that would change people's minds. Mm. Howard Kramer said an interesting thing to me. It's like, if it's so okay to, because he was a guy who surprised me. This was years ago. He was vegetarian. And uh, I like how I think Howard's like a cool guy. And I don't mean that insulting him. Like, see, I'm like, Howard's cool. Yeah, I like Howard. Yeah. I loved him in Austin it, Stories back in 1997. Back yeah, yeah. It's a great and show. I just like him. I just think I like his He's just a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was talking about vegetarian. He's like, then why are this? Why aren't there slaughterhouses in the city? Why is it all happening now? Of course, the real reason is like, well, yeah, because it's closer to the ranch land. You can't have ranch land in the middle of the city. It's like, but why not? Why not put that in the city? Why not put windows and let people see what happens? Oh, okay. Oh, because maybe that would hurt the business. Well, absolutely. So, like, that was one of the things I heard and that made me think about, like, nah. Mm-hmm. If I don't judge somebody for eating meat. Mm-hmm. But I also wonder, like, oh, the ribs. Like, yeah, I like ribs. But then when you think about the physical part of a person or animal, like, you got to, like, get in the guts mm-hmm. to get them ribs out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what to do. You always see that traditional whole body tied to a spit. Mm-hmm. And just, there's your low and slow right there. <laughs> That's a lot of upper body. You gotta just keep that twirling, though. Yeah, so it doesn't burn. Like a human donor kebab. It's back when I used to work at that shithole here. Kebab. That gross restaurant spits I used to work at. Oh, is it bad? It's fucking gross. I love a donor kebab. That place was nasty. Was it? Yeah, they get these that. like prefabricated, uh, huge. Spits of meat. I know that's not the right term, but they get the the, no, the big the big cylinders. Yeah, but it, they just it uh, like that's the best. Like pastor, el pastor. Yeah, you take big chunks of pork, you marinate it, and you slide each chunk onto the spit. Yeah, and you got fifty you know flaps of meat, and then you shave it all off. This was just one big mushy like gyro mashed. Yeah, oh, man, I love gyros. I like it when it's done well, but like oh, this this was like miss- cheap meat. I went. I remember I getting to L.A. I went to go get euros, and it was like something that came out of a package, and I almost just like just take this back. Yeah. Like, no, you got to carve it off, the big twirling 
mm-hmm. thing. And then if they're real nice to you, they throw it on the grill real quick. Yeah. To get the edges a little crisp. crispy. Yeah. I remember that was. <laughs> I, still, I still miss all this stuff. First time I ever heard of any of that was at the food court in the mall when I was a kid in Georgia and just listening to people. You know, like gyro, 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 gyro. I'll take a gyro. It's like you could just learn that. Yeah. You could learn it. Mm-hmm. It's like my mom refuses to learn aioli. Aioli? What does she call it? Get that aioli, aioli, aioli sauce on there. I'm like, you could just learn. You oh, can man. learn what it is. Yeah. Yeah, these these words aren't that difficult. Like, it, it was fun. It was cute. Yeah. First dozen times. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Maybe that's it. Maybe human beings are delicious, and that's why they had to invent the Wendigo. My mom. One guy's like, I hate to say this. <laughs> I ate Dave last week. No, not like that. Like literally, I ate him, and it was excellent. Because what if you are what you eat? Then you want to eat a fat guy that enjoys all the food you want to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You eat a vegetarian. Like, That's gross. My mom. You, you're, you. I bet you're scrumptious. I am. Yeah. Fatty. It's like a big fat pork shoulder. My mom could never. Well. You eat well. My mom could never pronounce uh, au jus. One time she asked the waiter to bring her a side of a jud. Oh, give me a Jew. Yeah. Ma'am, yeah. <laughs> this might be the South. <laughs> but you can't just order them up like that. <laughs> well, so yeah. Say, man. Uh, just to put a button on this, um, there are some sightings. There are some YouTube clips, but none of them are very good. Like, I want to believe in this stuff. Of course, you know, I defend the Bigfoot videos. You sure but, do. Uh, but, yeah, there's not very many good. Now, we get into this later. There's, uh, is it the, the artwork ra- about them is pretty yeah. terrifying. I'll say that. But, um, yeah, not there's, apparently there's still some sightings, and there's some video, but it's not very convincing, so... Antlers on a human form is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Just like that in a scary True Detective season one. True Detective season one. That um, poor girl. Wasn't that Monty Python too? I don't remember. They were. I think they had a thing. But yeah, antlers on a human. That's a. Ooh, that's a look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So yeah, watch out for the Wendigo, especially if you're up in Canada or up in the North Country. He'll get you. Yeah. What else going on, bud? Anything exciting to plug? You got a whole bunch of dates. I am. I'm where, heading out. Where are you man. going, man? Uh, same stuff I've been plugging. Yeah. What's today? Today is the twenty second. So. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, look at the calendar. I'm not smart today. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, Omaha, Kansas City, Columbia, Missouri, St. Louis, Eureka, California, Minneapolis, Appleton, Turner Hall in Milwaukee, added a show in Chicago. Holy crap. Monday nice. the 25th. Please come. If nobody shows up, it'll be weird. <laughs> they were still like, you could add another show. I'm like, it's a big venue. Like, yeah. yeah. But I'm like, ah, it might be a real intimate evening with mm-hmm. Kyle Kinane on the 25th. But yeah, just add that. Added a bunch of... February, March dates, that's all out there. You got any Halloween plans? <clears throat> no, well, because I'm going to, I'm going to be in Vegas for for Deb's, uh, Deb's 70th. Oh, when's that? Uh, her actual birthday is November 4th, but we're going that the weekend before. Oh, so. cool. Going out there and uh, 
Vegas on Halloween weekend might be a bit much, but she loves it. Deb going to cut loose? That is her, that's her uh, Shangri-La. What does she do in Vegas? What she like to do? To sit in front of nickel slots and just drink some Bud Lights, <laughs> yeah. which is great. Like, like, she loves gambling, but she never gambles an amount of money that's problematic. So it's like, oh, yeah. She, lo- she loves just being in casinos. Yeah. She loves the lights and all the what it's all. She loves what it's all about. Yep. She loves the thrill of gambling, but not doesn't need to win. Like I went there to visit her once. She's like, sit and play slots with your mom. She put twenty bucks in a nickel slot. I'm like, I'm gonna be here for ten hours. <laughs> and then like she's like, oh, you won sixty thousand credit. I'm like, that's like five bucks. Like it's yeah. not a thing. <laughs> but she's she got a thing she likes. So Good for her. Doing for her birthday. That's awesome. That's what, that's all Katie wanted to do for her birthday. Just sit in front of the slots. Something about it. If that's it, doesn't do it for me, but it does it for somebody because mm-hmm. there's a lot of places built just for that. Well, happy birthday, Deb! Seventy. That's a yeah. That's a good. My mom's seventieth is coming up in December. Yeah. Both her moms turning seventy. It's well, crazy. Well, it was the same time frame then. Mm-hmm. Seventy, forty-two. Yeah. How about that? It was meant to be. Deb. Yeah, man. <laughs> Well, rock and roll, man. I don't have any uh, upcoming dates. I got stuff in January. Uh, Birmingham, Fayetteville, Fort Worth, some other stuff. But I'll talk about that when that gets closer. Uh, give us a rating and review on iTunes. If you like this stupid shit, uh, <laughs> give five stars preferably. Uh, um, tell a friend. And oh, I wanted to say, like, yeah, we don't know what ads show up half the time. Yeah, let's Could address that real it? quick. So, yeah, if, like, if a Goldman Sachs ad is on here, yeah, whatever. Yeah. All right, let, yeah. We only know about the ads that we voice. Yeah. We don't know the stuff that Starburns drops in. So, uh, yeah, I don't like ads either. Um, but uh, honestly, I'd love to see the crossover of Boogie Monster fans <laughs> investing with Goldman Sachs. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we, that's... They're not endorsements. Mm-hmm. We just take their money. Yeah, we'll take your stupid money. It's greed. We better mm-hmm. look out. Yeah. Wendigo going to get us. Mm-hmm. We got the Wendigo is going to get us for <laughs> selling ad space for products we don't believe in. Well, I've already got the gluttony strike against me. So. Oh, man. Um, yeah, you're like three uh, of the seven. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough. <laughs> the Boogie Monster.
Network.